On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the big five-game Cardinals-Cubs series that just wrapped up. Do a little rocky talk, talk about the big moves that have been made in baseball and the big moves that we expect to see before the trade deadline. And we're going to talk a little golf. All that and more on today's Fumbling Punter podcast. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us, as always, Lucas Jones. Lucas, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, I am just ready to talk some baseball. We had a lot go down in the last week. We almost needed an emergency podcast midweek, but I was right. Manny Machado, not a Baltimore Oriole today. Nope, sure isn't. Looks like the Dodgers got their guy. Yeah, they did, and... uh, so, do you think how, how much do you think that shifts the balance of power in the National League with them getting Machado? Well, according to Bovada, they just became a slight favorite over the Cubs um, in the National League, um, and it's it's very slight, not a huge difference. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it. Um, and I, I don't know what to compare that to. Like, I don't know where the Dodgers were at before. Yeah. I'm assuming they were probably fairly high yeah. to start the year and then valleyed down with Kershaw getting hurt and Seager getting hurt. But then they went on a humongous run, so probably went back up. I mean, the talent was there, even minus Seager. Um, so, I mean, it definitely was something the Dodgers need to do. They still need some bullpen help. And they need to make sure Kershaw and their starters stay healthy. So, and on the flip side, the Cubs have stayed pretty healthy minus Darvish. Um, their bullpen's getting used a lot because no one's going deep into the games. Yeah, like they should be. Uh, Q did today, but <laughs> not like they should be. Yeah. So, you know, is Theo going to get a bullpen piece? Is he going to get another starter? Like the starting yeah. rotation may be getting kind of crowded in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, which and- is a good problem to have. Yeah, and speaking of relievers on the move, uh, Jerry's Familia went from the New York Mets to the Oakland A's, and it was kind of weird that they were like showing the goodbye hugs, and he was basically leaving the game, and uh, of course he wasn't in, he was in the bullpen, and it's like it appears Jerry's Familia is on the move, and I don't think that, I didn't have an idea of where he was going, and then you had told me Houston or the A's. I'm glad to see it was the A's. Uh, maybe we'll see the A's try to make a run at one of those wild card spots. Um, well, they're right now. Well, going into the day, they were three games back of the Mariners for the second wild card. So we'll see how the next uh, ten days or so plays out. They could still flip Familia if they need to. If they, you know, lose every game this week or something. Um, but it's good to see him do that. Um, the Familia trade was kind of weird because. We didn't. No one really had a good grasp on where he was going. Yeah, there wasn't a bunch of rumors leading up to it. Yeah, that you know all the guys were like, well, here's six teams that are interested in him. Um, and instead of telling us who has the most interest, a lot of guys were like, well, we're thinking it's the A's. We don't know for sure, but then it was, well, it's not the Cubs. It's not the Red Sox. And they were like just marking teams off, like narrowing it down that way. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of like the oddest thing I've seen in a little bit in this day and age of Woj bombs or whoever bombs you want to say, where we pretty much expect trades to happen, like the Machado trade. We knew well before it was a done deal that he was headed to L.A. And it was kind right. of – And even the days leading up to that, it was like, look, it's L.A., Philly, or Milwaukee. Yeah. 
you know, we knew that. And then come like Tuesday night at the All-Star game, we pretty much knew he was a Dodger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, he was having to answer reports about it, which I'm sure is awkward for him because nothing was set in stone. And, you know, they everybody was taking pictures of him talking to Matt Kemp. And then Ken Rosenthal just asked him before the game, like, probably your last game in the Orioles uniform. Like, I don't know. I get Ken Rosenthal has a job to do, but that's just kind of a weird player to put Machado in or a weird right. place to put Machado in. You can't comment on that stuff yet. It no. wasn't official. You're no. not supposed to do that. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't think that was probably the best journalism on uh, Rosenthal's part. But like I said, he has a job to do. So let's talk about. I just have Bryce Cheater written down on my paper, and I figured you'd appreciate that. <laughs> so Bryce Harper and our J.K., good friend of the podcast, who's who has been on multiple times, text us during the finals of the home run derby. He's like, ah, he's like. I am enjoying this whole Bryce winning thing. He's like, but it sure seems like his dad is throwing the next pitch before the last ball lands. And Lucas, did you go back and watch? Did you see where was he? Did he technically cheat? Technically, yes. There's no way you can hit nine home runs in 42 seconds. Yeah. When you're hitting bombs like that. He had a few lasers, but I mean, even if you do three seconds a home run, which is probably being fairly conservative on that number. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, it's not a big deal. But I just don't like – like I like this format. And I'm not – you know, I wasn't one that complained too much. I just pointed out that, hey, of course the umpires aren't going to – I mean, look, think about having to be that umpire that has to come in on your few days off and you're like, they're going to judge a home run derby. Uh, hopefully they're really, getting well compensated. But oh, oh, they definitely are. But you know, that's not a big deal. You know, I don't kind of I like the I like the timed format, but I think they should make some changes. I don't like the head to head part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, me and JK talked about it in great lengths, actually, probably more than anybody probably should. But <laughs> you know, we were kind of thinking like all eight guys just get their time, and you take the guys with the three most home runs and then reward the guy who hit the farthest home run. Oh, yeah. And let him go to the next round. And then do that again until you get down to your final two and then maybe, and then it would be a head-to-head in the final two because Kyle Schwarber hit more home runs that night than Bryce Harper did. Yeah. By a lot. Schwarber was gassed. Yeah, I've always thought that sucked, like the year that Josh Hamilton hit all those home runs in the first round. Like, these guys are putting on a show, hitting a ton of bombs but by the time you're in that third round, like you're just gassed. So yeah, I, I mean, Bryce had plenty of time left over. He only had to hit like twelve in the, in each round of the first two rounds, and and that's not his fault or his dad's fault. But I mean, Kyle was kind of gassed. I mean, that's just the way Schwarber it was. Have to but, hit twenty one in the second round to move to the finals. Yeah, that was a sweet round. Yeah, he got it was. right there at the end, and yeah. <laughs> it just. You know, and and I might be wrong, but if they went to that, just the top four out of that first round, well, that was the second round. If they did the um, top two of the second round, then Harper wouldn't have been in the final. Harper wouldn't have been in it. That's what I was going to get. And then the final four, though, Javi Baez would have been in the final four if they did the format like that. Oh, that would have so been I fun. get see the head to head adds something to it, but then they have the seatings, and I don't know how they seated it. Yeah, did they seated by home runs on the season. I I, I don't, don't know, know how that they, they did. did. I don't 
I I didn't honestly look into that. I probably should have. I always thought it was just one of those they do some weird contraption, which probably not because Aguilar wasn't as high up as he would have been if they ranked it by home runs, right? I don't know. I kind of wish I knew that, but, you know, I don't know. Okay, we spent so too much time on folks, home run Yeah, so Lucas and I are going to do some research, and we'll get back to everybody next week on this. <laughs> but the All-Star game was a treat. <clears throat> it always is. I watch all of it. I watch the celebrity uh, softball game. I, I think that baseball just so far and away has the absolute best All-Star game of any professional sports. So much better than the Pro Bowl. It's so much better than the NBA All-Star game. And I think it's way – I mean – Hockey is a whole different animal with their three-on-three all-star games anymore. So I just think that baseball does it right. They do it the best. I love the all-star game. But, Lucas, the day after the all-star game is probably the worst sports day of the year because there is nothing yeah. on TV. No, it's pretty pretty boring. Yeah. like I mean, unless you're like a WNBA fan or something, which um, yeah, not there's not really any of them. No, and – I mean, they're always trying to pump the MLS up. You would think that that's what they would really like. Hey, this is the night that we should show like seven soccer games nationally. It would make sense if you really wanted to pump your brand up, but I don't think that the MLS is very good at that, and there's just not the interest. But moving on, uh, the Cubs Cubs Cardinals finished their five-game set today. Cubs took three of five. They added one game to their lead over St. Louis. Uh, Lucas, we said that this would, and this is how I figure this would go. The Cardinals did well enough that not everybody's saying sell, like if they went one and four or oh and five in this series, but we've talked about it privately. The Cardinals have to sell something at this point, right? Yeah. And it's not like they have a ton they could sell. Um, they could probably sell Ozuna, but you know, there's a bugaboo going around and he's a little injured. Um, and yeah. I think there might be something to it. There's something wrong with his shoulder. Yeah. You can tell by he's not crisp throws in the outfield. Yeah, he threw somebody out the other day, but that was on a short right. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you might have had a chance to throw a guy out from that distance. I wouldn't have, but you might have. <laughs> you haven't seen um, me throw in a while. Throw in a while. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so maybe, um, maybe fans turned it on. I mean, if they wanted to get crazy, somebody would probably take Matt Carpenter yeah, right now. I mean, you know that... Now, when I say sell, I don't mean they're going to get a ton of prospects back out of anybody. But I think that you have to kind of just maybe move a couple of pieces. We've talked before, Car- it's Carson Kelly's time. They need to find a home for him because it's not going to be in St. Louis. So move Carson Kelly. If you can get anything out of Luke Weaver, I think you move Luke Weaver, Bud Norris. Uh, you got to do something in the outfield so Bader can play every day. So you yeah. can see if you got somebody there. You know, Tyler O'Neill hit three home runs today in AAA, which Jeez. he's just bashing in AAA. So, you know, he needs traded or, uh, you know, come up and play every day in the majors or something. I don't know. The thing is, the Cardinals can't just make one. Like, they don't need a starter. They feel like they at times they probably feel like they do, but they really don't. They need like they need a three relievers, yeah. Three they need three five. or four relievers, yeah. and I don't think they got. I don't. There's, I don't think they can get three to four relievers because relievers this time of the year, 
cost a lot of prospects and there's not enough big name relievers out there. Um, yeah. To justify giving up that many products. I mean, they probably got lower guys they could trade and flip for one or two, maybe something like the Indians did, but the longer you wait, the less guys it's going to be out there to be traded for. Um, and I think Mosaic's even said it in his comments. He's like, if we make any moves, it's going to be with an eye on, yeah, we may get better this season, but 2019 and 2020 as well. So don't, I mean, so that made it sound like any rental type guys are out. Yeah, so, which I, I told you before, I'm not expecting much in the in return for rental guys. So no, yeah, they may think... try to get a controllable asset, not long term, but a year or two out. And uh, they just, I don't know. They don't look like they have, I mean, it's not that they don't have direction. They don't, I think. But at very minimum, like I text you and JK the other day, if this team, if the starters leave the game with a lead, every game the rest of the year, I think I can't see them winning more than like 85 games because the bullpen is that bad and that unreliable. No, oh, I think it was it the last 17 games I seen or something or their ERA is like 11 and a half. Yeah. It's just, it's, like it's just bad. Cecil is my favorite player in major league baseball right now. <laughs> Him and Gary Collin. Like imagine having to turn to them two guys through seventh and eighth inning, you know? Yeah. Cecil can't get out lefties. Yeah, what's Greg, the point of having Greg Holland can't throw the ball across the plate. Yeah, I mean it's it's rough, it, it's rough going to that bullpen, and they're probably not gonna. I mean they don't, you don't see a lot of starters, especially on the Cardinals team, going seven eight innings anymore. You don't really see it across baseball in general, but you're gonna have to get seven or eight innings to win ball games anymore because you're, you're just not gonna get it because the third time through the lineup for literally ninety eight percent of the pitchers in baseball. OPS rises dramatically. Yeah, so Just dramatically. So you got to have a bullpen. That's why the Dodgers are looking for bullpen pieces. That's why the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, all these guys that are in the playoff hunt, they're they're trying to prove their bullpen too, and their bullpens aren't bad like the Cardinals. Yeah, and they're still looking for bullpen help. Yeah, because that's the that's just the way the game has changed. So let's talk. Cubs what was your takeaway from the series the Cubs took three of five I feel like you have to feel like that's a win oh well it definitely is I mean you get you gain a game on you know, you know the Brewers and the Cardinals at the end of this series um the Cubs had played the let the Cubs had the most games in the second half so it got off to a decent start you'll take three out of five anytime splitting doubleheader was fine I felt like they should have won the game last night but you know, sweeping double headers are so hard because you have to use bullpen. And the, Joe, Joe had to use his good bullpen pieces in the first game because you're okay. We got to lock this first game down. Oh yeah, you have to win this first game if you get in the position. Well, then he check comes in and doesn't look good, but he pitched in the first game. And then you know, the Cardinals last night were able to go to Hicks and Norris because they didn't pitch yeah. in the first game, so they're fresh. What I take away from this is the Cubs had two good bounce-back wins. The first game Saturday after getting blown out Friday, and they bounced back today in both games, short turnaround times. You know, this team lets losses roll off their shoulders. They do. That's my big takeaway is when they start hitting, and they're not even hitting home runs, which no one was in regularly the last couple days except Matt Carpenter because – 
mean, Schwarber did today, but you really had to get a hold of the ball. Oh, yeah. Because that win was crazy. But the Cubs haven't been scored. They've scored the least amount of their runs per home run in the National League this year. Wow. Like, And they're up there in runs scored again. Like, they're, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of pissed off at Chili Davis, but he has made a difference. Like, they're playing more. Let's hit line drives and doubles and keep, you know, take your walks and good things happen type game. And they're relentless when they get going. They can drop four or five runs an inning like they did, you know, two or three times this series with the Cardinals. So my takeaway overall for the Cubs was they bounce back and their offense can be relentless as much as it can be frustrating at times as well. Yeah, so – now I'm going to talk about my other National League team, the Colorado Rockies. So after fighting with DirecTV for like five different phone calls and an online chat through DirecTV customer support, I finally got Rockies games. So now I can actually watch them a fair amount. And so now I have a little bit more to add. They're sitting two games behind the Dodgers right now. And let's see where they are in the wild card. They're a game and a half back of the Braves for the second wild card spot. And, you know... The, their good into the first half was based around pitching, but they won two or three against the Diamondbacks since the All-Star break because of their hitting. They won six to five in the first two games, and they lost today. Uh, Zach Granke pitched pretty well for the Diamondbacks. But I, I think oh, that they're so definitely – the Cubs are missing Granke. Nice. Yeah, yeah, lucky. They got a four-game set with Diamondbacks starting tomorrow. Yep, so they'll miss Granke, so that's good for them. And – uh I, I think the Rockies are definitely in the hunt, and uh, I we've talked quite a bit about how I think that they need to – now's the time they need to make the move for – try to get DeGrom or Cindergaard, see if the Mets want to move either of those guys. And at very minimum, I'm going to throw a name out at you here, Lucas. Cole Hamels. What do you think about that? I think they'd be better with DeGrom. Hamels Obviously, DeGrom is – I don't know how Hamels' game would play in – Colorado, but they do need to do something. I agree. Yeah, I even wrote down Sinchu Chu because he is coming off an all-star season. And the Rockies, you look at their lineup, and I just feel like they're missing something from just being world beaters. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Carlos Gonzalez, when he's not hurt, is not playing that great. Yeah, Um, better than last year. They got a big hole at first base. McMahon – they, you know, he came up, he started the year with them, supposed to be one of their big prospects or whatever. He really didn't turn out Desmond's so far. played well. Um, who? Ian Desmond. Yeah, he's played well there. He has. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Um, stories come on. Arenado, you got Blackman. Um, LeMahieu. You know, David Dahl can get back to what he was his rookie year. Yeah. Um, you know, but, yeah, they should be looking for – for you know maybe a, a another thumper in that lineup and and it, definitely some bullpen help um can't have too many bullpen help too oh, much bullpen never. help in colorado no um you know way davis hasn't turned out um so you know you you kind of just think that you know the rockies they have a good core there that could make some noise you know they got in the playoff game last year and that's always a coin flip oh yeah um, yeah so you know, uh, I think I told you the other day, though, like, they should be the most aggressive team for DeGrom. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Mets would have a problem trading to the Rockies. I know if DeGrom was actually available, the Yankees would be all over it. 
but you know the Mets probably don't want to trade him across town. Um, so Colorado should probably jump in on it because that will convince Arenado, hey, we stay here. You know you want to win. We want to win. We're doing whatever we can to win. It's up to you guys to win. Yeah, because I'm I think giving that, you what you need. I think they need Arenado to stay if they're going to have sustained success. You know that thump in the well, lineup. He's the, He's the face of the franchise. I really don't see him leaving unless the Yankees or somebody blow him out of the water with money. Yeah. But I think, like, as long as the Rockies get close to matching, like, I think he'll stay. There's a lot to be said to be the face of a franchise. Um, but they have to prove that he wants to win. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or he has to prove that the Rockies want to win as much as he does. Yeah. And, and no, Arenado is not getting traded to St. Louis. <laughs> you'll see all those tweets coming out you know, next well, year next year a lot of people are already saying let's get they're already saying it let's yeah. get arenado let's offer whatever we can it's like what the hell would the rockies who are what'd you say one game out of the wild card yeah a game and a half right now two games no, out the of the Cardinals division are like five games out they're like six games out yeah or sixth place seventh eighth ninth place in the national league Although, interesting enough, when I was looking at the wild card standings, the Cardinals are one game better than the Nationals this year. Wow. Which is insane to think wow. about because they have a bullpen. They have stars on their team, and they have stud starting pitching. Like, what the hell's going on there? And they have Bryce Harper's negative .1 war on the season. Oh, no, that's true. Bryce Harper needs to pick it up a little bit. I know they haven't had David Murphy or Ryan Zimmerman a lot, but you know, they still got some good players. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on there. But anyways, back to my tangent here. Colorado, you know, they got a chance this year. They're buyers. They are not sellers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely they are. I think that I told you, and we talked about this a little bit last week, if you're the Brewers or the Rockies, if you're that close, you got to go for it. Get that if first World Series. If not now, win. Exactly. If not exactly. now, win. D.O.F. Stein. Yeah. Famous words. If yeah. not now, when? That's what the Rockies GM needs to say. That's what the Brewers need to say. Although I did read that the Brewers are interested in seeing if they can get both uh, Escobar and Brian Dozier from Minnesota. And I thought, oh, damn. If they could do that. And most teams don't package position players like that because you usually get more. Yeah. You know? But if the Brewers did that, I would really like their offense. But I don't think that's their problem. All they had to do was not DFA Scooter Jeanette. That's literally all they had to do. Yeah. Like, holy crap. I was really shocked whenever I saw that move a couple of years. Or was it the start of last year when they did that? Yeah, I think it was last, maybe. Yeah, I, w I was just shocked by that move. But let's, let's switch over to the American League for just a second. The Indians acquired Brad Hand. And we kind of talked. And I think that the AL playoffs are just going to be an absolute bloodbath for all four of those teams. Of course, Seattle and Oakland are going to fight it out for the second wild card spot. I think Boston entered today. They were up five games on the Yankees. It's going to take something for the Yankees to overtake them as well as they played this year. So your matchups as of now would be Boston, New York, assuming that the Yankees could win the play-in game, and then Houston, Cleveland. I think that is just a nasty, nasty playoff picture. Oh, it, the American League playoffs going to be fun. Just oh, real fun. Absolutely. And not to be lost in all this, though, the Indians also got Adam Simber, who's been pitching really, really well, too. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, they really – they added two nice pieces to their bullpen, which was their their big uh, problem this, thus far. They, as far as you can say, problem of having a 10-game lead in your division. They're going to coast in the playoffs. They can make sure Kluber's not overused, Carras, whatever, Trevor Bauer, make sure they're, they're rested up, not overuse their bullpen. They can literally coast into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota's Especially when in the Twins place. looking like they're going to be sellers. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be well-rested, and they're going to need to be well-rested to play the Astros in the first round. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun I, – I, the National League will be fun too, but those are four teams that can all very seriously win the World Series this year. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna beat up on each other. Yeah, and I think I told you I think that's where maybe if you know the Cubs or the Dodgers or whoever in the National League gets hot, that they could be at a little bit of an advantage if they go in hot and take care of business and the National League win the pennant, because those American League teams, whoever comes out of there is going to be beat up. They are going to have played two hellacious series. Playoffs can be unpredictable, but you know if you're thinking you know you're thinking you're going to see a couple five game series and then a seven game series like. No one would be shocked if they had to play all the games. Yeah. So, you Lucas. Know, if there's a sweep, I'd be shocked. Oh, I would too. Lucas, let me ask you this. Who do you think is going to be the biggest name to be traded before the deadline? That already hasn't been traded? Yeah. Uh, well, Syndergaard just went on the DL with uh, hand, foot, mouth disease. Oh. So, he's probably not getting traded. Yeah. Um. DeGrom, I don't think the Mets have the balls to do it. They should do it. I don't think they have the balls to. Um, someone, you know, big name. I don't know why he's a big name still, but Chris Archer. Yeah. He's had one good season. He's not that great. He can strike some guys out, but he's very hittable. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. I don't know. Um, seems like the the Rays are probably need to go ahead and sell him because I don't think he's going to be there when they're good again. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else you know may end up traded. There's just there's a few position players. There's not really a bunch of like big name starters out there. Yeah, no, to I be mean... traded at this point. There's some guys, um, you know. So I would probably go Chris Archer, Zach Britton, definitely yeah. getting traded. And Britton seems like he may be traded at any time. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, those are two pretty good candidates. Of course, if this was like eight years ago, you'd say Cole Hamels. But, you know, like you've talked, who knows at this point in his career where where he's going to fit in if he gets he's traded. still a big name. Still a big yeah, name. Yeah, ab- absolutely he Just is. Just not big production, which he's been fine. He's going to, you know, so you know if he somehow went to the Yankees, he's going to be an upgrade for them and eat some innings and stuff. Yeah. Problem is Yankees are – and Dodgers are both bound and determined to stay under the luxury tax. The Cubs are too, for that matter. So they all have to be cognizant about teams eating some money, get these players to fit under there. Boston, on the other hand, said, ah, oh, fuck, we're already over it. We'll just keep going over it. Um, so, you know, that's another thing to keep an eye on is how much team are these teams selling going to eat some money. That That's going to be a big deal for some of them. Cause there's oh, yeah. guys that, there's guys that the Yankees and Dodgers want, but it's going to come down to, are you guys going to eat enough money for us to make this trade? And, of course, if a team's eating money, then they want better prospect returns. So, you know, th- these next 10 days, you know, there's going to be a lot of rumors out there. And 
Um, there should still be plenty of activity. Obviously, relief pitching will be the most um, traded. Um, so, I don't know. I always love this time of the year, though. I love the trade deadline, actually. Oh, yeah. Just love it. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite time of the year in baseball. Right after the All-Star break. Keeps things interesting. Uh, let's talk a little golf real quick. So, you watched a little bit of the Open this weekend? I did. I've gotten into majors this year for the first time. I'm a big Jordan Spieth guy. I'm a Tiger guy. I mean, everybody's a Tiger guy. Like, I was really hoping that he was going to pull through today, but uh, outside of Tiger because, you know, he's still pretty hit or miss. I uh, I really like Jordan Spieth for some reason, and I was rooting for him. I can't even remember the name of the guy who won. Yeah, some Italian guy. First Italian to ever win the Open, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, played pretty well. Actually, you know, what he did was – just didn't bogey all day. Yeah. <laughs> that was his thing. He parred most of his holes. I don't even know if he, he might have had one birdie all day, but, oh, you know, man. that's just one of them things that, you know, he stuck around. He played with Tigers, so he had the camera on him all day. Yeah. Oh, um, man. How tough did that course look? Oh, man, it looked rough. Of course, I'm sitting over here in my chair, and I'm like, pussy, I could have did that, you know, <laughs> or whatever on some of them hits. I'm like, why'd you hit it right into that bunker? What are you doing? <laughs> Don't you know that's there? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but, you know, I play over here in Houston, so, yeah. I mean, I got that course now memorized, like, the back of my hand, so. I, uh, I on the other hand, I'm like, man, I would feel like I won the tournament if I shot a 150 there because that looked tough, and I am a pretty bad golfer, as we all know, to begin with. But I think it's fun. The, uh, the PGA is coming to St. Louis next month. We may have to take a little – fumbling punter road trip up to the pga yeah i've seen things coming into town the um what they want to say about tiger though i want to try and talk about him just a little bit okay he was man he was doing really well and then he kind of hit a person and then after that like it all went to hell for him like he hit a ball that bounced off a person oh. and, like big cat is a huge dan cats with barstool big tiger guy he's like that guy had to be a witch or wiccan or wizard <laughs> or something he's like he did like tiger's ball got all you know got witchcraft on it or something which i thought was hilarious but That's it kind of steamed funny. that way it's like tyler or tiger lost it all and then i was watching one of tiger's drives and some jackass starts yelling in the middle of his swing and tiger turned around he's like come on what are you doing guy or something Gosh. you didn't know where it came from and i'm like fucking kill that guy right yeah. now man like, hang him throw him into the with the Loch Ness monster because they were in Scotland yeah I was watching at about 6 30 this morning and then they were showing Tiger practicing and he had the uh he had his wind gear on he had the black pants the red shirt and the black hat I was like oh it's happening Tiger's winning the major today uh I I had I had hope, man. I just you know more people watch golf because of that now. Oh, absolutely. Because Tiger's back than in years. Well, I anytime think anytime he makes the final cut, their ratings are going to skyrocket. I think that like ever since Tiger quit being Tiger, and nobody's really been able to win more than a major here, a major there, and that goes for like McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. Uh, Oh, who am I for? Oh, Spieth, like Ricky Fowler. None of those guys win more than a major here and there. And when Tiger was in his heyday, it was like you take Tiger over the field in every single major. 
And so I think that we are finally having to realize that, man, that was amazing. And we'll, we may never see that again. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but I mean, we probably won't, we'll never see another tiger, but it's about time for another like golf prodigy to come along. Yeah. Harris had it, you know, you had your Ben Hogan's and your Arnold Palmer's and your Jack Nicholas's and tiger, you know? Yeah. So they're, Somewhere around the corner, there will be another guy that will grip, you know, the golf world like Tiger and them guys did. I just don't know when, but right now, this is good for golf. Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely And, you know, until I started playing golf like three months ago, I thought it was dumb and boring, and I love golf. And now watching it on TV when I understand a little bit what's going on. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I had to get into it before I could start. I had to get into playing it before I could start watching it, and watching it makes me want to play more. So it's a oh, win, yeah. win for golf all around. But that's all I want to do. I'm I. I told mom and dad the other day when I was talking to them, I was like, "Hey, guys, should made me play golf in high school. Maybe I would have been good." Yeah, we both should. <laughs> you played. guys just play golf every day and make a shit ton of money doing it. Oh, I know. Think about back in the day when Mickelson wasn't winning majors and making like ninety million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. How sick finish, would that be? You finished in the top ten, and most of them, you know, forty weekends out of the year, like yeah. you still have, you got like three months off if you want it, and you're making just a bunch of money. You're not even winning. Yeah, amazing. Like, how awesome would that be? We should, we definitely should have played golf in high school. Oh yeah, but Lucas, you got anything more for the podcast this week? Nah, go Cubs. Nah, I, I would say go Cardinals, but we'll we'll see. They'll probably blow every lead they have this week. All right, guys. Hey, they got the Reds coming up. Ooh, but this is a different Reds team than the first seven games of the season. Yeah, they've lost four straight games. Yeah, so you never know. The Cardinals could get back on their Red-beating ways. So and, Yeah, they may get back into third place because they're in fourth now. Oh, man, fourth place Cardinals. Ooh, that's pretty. that's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. But, all right, well, everybody have a good week. Thanks for joining us. For Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.